What's up and welcome to episode 14 of How Not to Summon a Podcast. I'm Shinny Senpai and this week I'm joined by the man so lazy he never moved his castle, Jim. I'll move it eventually. And that guy who spent the whole movie confused, Grayson. Sup Scooby Gang. And this week we are reviewing How's Moving Castle. Is he going to stop Ian? Or? <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't think he is at all. Are you done? Done chewing? Okay. Jim with a mouthful. Just, just, fin- just finish. For once, he, did, he didn't <laughs> just, pay for it. Just finish that. <laughs> just finish, you know. It would help if he had teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. So, what's everyone been up to this week? We've actually been able to go back to the pubs. Pubs! Pubs! We actually went out for a drink, drinking boys. It's about fucking time. Fuck me, it's about time. Not to sound like an alcoholic, but I need my fucking alcohol. I need my socialising time. Oh, fuck The yeah. British require pubs. <laughs> it's the only place we will talk it's, as it's normal human beings. It's a national institution, this. <laughs> Has anybody been more... Uh, 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 Has any been... Any been? Anyone? Are you still at the stroke? Shane is having a fucking stroke. (laughs) Has anyone been watching anything new lately? Um, Not that I can talk about on this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Moving moving swiftly on. Patreon episode. (laughs) That's for the OnlyFans. (laughs) Uh, Actually, no. So much. um, But we have, to be fair, we spent a lot of time outside this week. Yeah, we've we've been kind of been dogging. (laughs) (laughs) speak <laughs> <laughs> for yourself when I go dogging I spend a lot of time inside you know what I'm saying well <laughs> I'm sorry no, I don't know what you're saying I hope he doesn't have a pet dog yeah <laughs> I <Poor>. do <laughs> I'll just borrow Frankie so, whoa. that's Jim's sausage dog <laughs> sausage know. dog made it worse <laughs> so I for one have been watching the second season of Fire Force is that the firefighting one? It is. Love it. It's very good, and we should include it at some point soon. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm up for that. I really want to watch it anyway. I have heard of it, just haven't watched it, to be fair. Also heavily invested in TikTok lately. Oh, fuck me, TikTok. Fucking take consumes Isn't your it every addictive? Yeah. It's so addictive. You've seen the Dear Maria, right? Yeah, the fucking Dear Maria yeah. meme that's going around. Have you around. seen that? No, no. Right, if you take Dear Maria by all time low, yes, it will line up with any cartoon intro ever. Any the TikTok anime. meme any is anime. anime. Any anime. They intro. did it to SpongeBob, yeah, and it I lines up right. Pokemon. Yeah, your line April. Oh, you're gonna have to send this then. Like that song lines up perfectly with anything. Right, I did have a TikToker explain it to me on a video that it's because it's a 16 bar. Yeah. Chord the rhythm is correct. or something. The, the rhythm is correct. I still don't understand it. Still fucking awesome. It's still awesome. It is awesome. Shall we? Shall we talk about what happened before this recording? Like, <laughs> what that you got shat on oh, by a fucking yeah. seagull? <laughs> fucking nothing <bit>. more British. <laughs> nothing more British than getting shit on by a seagull. Jim just enjoying a pint. 
Uh, oh, it was as he well. He shit in his glass as well. Shitting me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it managed to shit in his glass and on the table and on him all in one fell drink. swoop. <laughs> still drunk. Still it. down the info. British. To be fair, it was Brewdog, so it was shit anyway. Yeah, but. what's the point in drinking? <laughs> <laughs> there goes our sponsorship. <laughs> Fuck Beer 52, we fucked it. <laughs> no, seriously, we sat there talking actually about an anime. I was trying to an upcoming it. episode. An upcoming episode, and we were talking about it, and then all of a sudden, Bombardier oh. comes in. <laughs> Bombardier. It wasn't. The seagull may have been like, chocks away, lads. Yeah. <laughs> if you imagine British accent, oh, look at this guy, and we're going to about to drop a shit on this guy. <laughs> it was the bouncing bomb of birds. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's talking a lot of shit. Drop the load, drop the load. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he didn't, it was his own fault for not fucking finish his drink. Oh. Everyone else around the table was done, yeah. ready to chuff off, and Jim's there with a drink and a half left. Look, you were the one that That's because he does talk. so much of opening his chops You're fucking not wrong. Drink. Yeah. You wanted me to explain it. You got the fucking explanation. <laughs> I asked one question. No, you Fran asked one question. Fran asked several questions. Several? <laughs> we were there for an extra hour. <laughs> Until a bird shit on me and Ex- that ruined it completely. Explaining a piece of shit anime. <gasps> Your gas might give it away. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out what that is. Swiftly soon. moving on. You've ruined it! <laughs> so without further ado, let's get into House Moving Castle. Do we have to? This is a film that had a budget of $24 million. Not a lot, actually. Tiny. I think it's money not well spent, but we'll go into that. <laughs> and it made $236 million worldwide. Close to what your name was. It's not far off of your name. Bang for buck. You're laughing to the bank yeah. with that one. Yeah, you are. With Considering the amount they spent and the amount they've made, yeah. So the genre of it is fantasy, written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. I think I've pronounced Bravo. that right. well done. Yeah, not too bad. And he's also the guy who co-found Studio Ghibli. And for those who don't know, Studio Ghibli is very well known. It's like the equivalent of Disney. It's Disney of the East. And he co-found that. So they're known for things like Ponyo and Spirited Away. So the main characters that we're focusing on, Young Sophie. Young Sophie is voiced by Emily Mortimer. She's known for being in things like Mary Poppins Returns and she's like Scream 3 and things like that. Mary Poppins has a sequel. Yes. What? I I was today years old when I learned this. Emily Blunt is in Mary Poppins Returns. I was today years old when I learned this. Wow. It's not as good. Yeah, it doesn't... Oh, are we assuming the first one is good? Mary Poppins, the oh first one's Oh my god, Mary Poppins is amazing. It's fucking it's not. It's oh. shit. Hold on. Everyone, please tell him he's wrong. <laughs> it's fucking crap. Definitely Jesus. write in and complain at him. <laughs> so old Sophie is voiced by Gene Simmons. Not Fuck to be off. not to be mistaken for Gene Simmons from Kiss. That's okay. not Gene Simmons <laughs> All right. from Kiss. Yeah, I was going to say. This is Gene Simmons who won a Golden Globe for Best Actress in Guys and Dolls. And she also won an Emmy in The Thornbirds as well. No idea. Not a clue on them. <laughs> so the last person is Howl himself, and he's voiced by Christian Bale. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, Christian Bale from Batman. American Psycho, Prestige. Batman. Batman. Obviously Batman. Batman. Yeah, he is Batman. Batman is the voice of Howl. He is the voice of Howl. Fuck off. How did we not pick up on that? I was surprised you didn't pick up on it. It sounds nothing like oh, him. I'm sorry. Did he ever at one point just go Gotham? So moving into the plot. Starts out with we see the castle. 
right in the first bit of the credits, we put, see the castle coming. Put castle in quotes. With his yeah, chicken legs. The giant... It's a house. Robotic thing. Thing. And then we get introduced to Sophie. Yeah, who's sitting at a window. Actually, we get the run into the town, don't we? I quite like the town, by the way. It's got, like, the old Victorian style. Yeah, all the Ghibli stuff yeah. has this Instantly, very particular... the animation I hated. Very recognisable. Very recognisable. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I hated it straight away. The animation was awful. Yeah. Not modern enough. I think it's the frame rate of the animation that really puts me off. It's quite low and it's noticeably low. I don't mind it. It's all right. I mean, it's bearable for me. Bearable would be the word I would use to describe it. Yeah. The second thing that struck me was Sophie's voice. Oh, don't you like a bit of British accent? Her voice did not match the character's face at all. Do you know what? It sounds like an old British smoker. Thank you. And she had such a deep womanly voice for such a young-faced character. It just didn't work. I didn't mind it. It didn't put me off. It didn't didn't, like drag me out of the moment. It was just more of like, that's quite a mature woman for the age woman that I'm looking at at the moment. But that's because we know what's going to happen later on. So they sort of have to be able to do both voices for like a young... No, because they they changed characters. They changed... Yeah, I said old Sophie and young Sophie at the beginning. Change voice actors. They change voice actors. Gene Simmons oh. is the old Sophie. Oh, Emily Mortimer is the young. Then we bounce into that scene with the marching soldiers. Is it me or do all the soldiers look like toy soldiers? Yeah, I think that's and I think to. they're designed that, to be. Is that supposed to be? I it? think it's supposed yeah. to be recognizable worldwide, whereas a lot of modern anime and culture that they thrust into it isn't recognizable. It looks old British empire sort of thing uh, because yeah. they have their whole blooming uh, fleet that's going out of the harbour and stuff like that that you see. So it's... I got a general feel from all the male characters, including the soldier characters. They're all pervy. They're all fucking crap. Yeah, that was they, all they, weird. They, they were all creepy. Like the, per- like the soldiers were pervy. Like all the male customers in the shop later on, they're all creepy about the one girl character. It's- the male characters in this, there are two of them. There's the prince, which is Howl and Turnip Face. Yeah. And then there's <gasps> the other Spoiler! male character. Spoiler alert right there. Turnip Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spoiled a 20-year-old movie for you. I'm <laughs> very sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> We lead into first seeing as well what I call the blob manatees. Yeah. They are. They're, they're basically manatees. Cr- Have you seen Art Attack? British Art Attack. You know the um As opposed the to old what? little mold mold uh, play doh The ones. Australian Art Attack? Well, sorry. The British Art Attack <laughs> with the like blob thing. You mean morph? Morph. That's the one. The fuck is wrong with you? It's not from Art Attack. That wasn't Art Attack. That's that smart. That was smart. All right, well, f- all right, definitely writing and complaining. Me, anybody I'm, fucking, I'm writing in and complaining. <laughs> My main thing is that nobody seems to pay them any mind. None. These and things would stand out half a mile. They've got yeah. a mask that only covers half their face. <laughs> They've got a massive nose as yeah. well. Like, huge. And they're made of, like, goo. Yeah. And nobody seems to, like, bear them any mind. And we never get good. an answer. <laughs> we, never, we never get a reason why they don't see them. There's a lot of things we don't get a reason for. Although... Going into that scene where you see the blob men and then you get Howl for the first bit, I actually really enjoyed. Howl is awesome. For yeah, Howl, I really enjoyed the bit like, where he like makes the soldiers basically piss he's, off. Once he's fantastic up until the point where he blobs. Yeah, once yeah. you find out though that he's voiced by Christian Bale, you kind of understand why his character's as good as it is because that guy carries that character. Yeah, the voice did a lot of that. But, like yeah. it does ooze charm and and just lovability. And obviously meeting how leads to the Skywalk scene. Oh, I like well. that bit. 
I really um, like that bit. The music goes really well with that bit. It was very childish, wasn't it? But and it's that's a childish it, film. Yeah, I get it. It's meant to be childish, and that was a this childish is, this thing. This is a film for all ages. Yeah, it's designed to have pieces for adults, but mostly pushed for children. It's, it, like we were saying, it's the Disney of the East, basically, so it's designed for kids. So then after their meeting and their little skywalk, it sort of goes into the moment we first see the Witch of the Waste back in the shop after she's had her little experience with Hal. I've got a problem with this character. The fundamental problem I have is her name. The Waste is supposed to be the place where all the witches and wizards live, and it's well established that that's where they are when Sophie's leaving town to go there. Why is she the Witch of the Waste? She's shit. One of the Witch of the Waste should be what she's called. Should be one of, yeah, but she's not. It's the Witch of the Waste. It doesn't really work if you're introducing one of the Witches of the Waste... Nobody ever knows. You know, she's got to be like... Then give her a different name. She's got to be top boss, isn't she? Give her a different name, If that's name, what then. you're looking at, it, she must be like the Wicked Witch of the West. Then call her like Ruler of the Witches of the Waste. I think she looked like... Bat, uh, bat, oh, from Batman, I think she looked like Penguin's mum. <laughs> oh, God, that's a, that's a throwback. <laughs> a little it. bit. Thank a little you. bit, yeah. I get that. No, you know, yeah, I agree. But I actually really enjoyed the scene where she actually goes into the shop and she's like, what a tacky little hat shop. Just insulting it the whole yeah. way through, yeah. Why does she do what she does? I think she saw Howl. her with Howl and yeah. then she's just being a prick. Yeah. So it's a jealousy thing. It is well, jealousy because yeah, like, she wants Howl's heart yeah. and she thinks that this young girl who Howl has a reputation throughout the movie of being you. So he... Yeah. <laughs> Like if if we're gonna reference who we are in this movie, he is definitely a blob man. What are you talking about? You're the fattest one in the room. Well, that's just really rude, isn't it? That doesn't mean I never thought I'd say man. this because I've got nearly ten years on you two. I am the thinnest one here, not by much, but I am the thinnest one here. It's, I'm muscle. Is that what that is? Yes. Is that what that is? All right. Mine's nothing but a hundred percent love and go. <laughs> anyway. Sophie only spends, like, what, a maximum of five, ten minutes with Hal? Yeah. Does that warrant doing what she did? If that. It's literally, like, a a couple of minutes. Skipping for a free rooftops, and then she gets dumped. Yeah. So she goes in and turns her old as punishment for nothing, basically. I I did enjoy the uh, give Hal my regards sort of thing that she says as she pisses off out of the room. Does she also mention that Sophie isn't going to be able to tell anyone what happened to her? Yeah, because she can't. She can't talk about the curse. She can't say what the curse is because she wants... The fire spirit thing knows. Yeah. Which is only used, like, twice, by the way, throughout the entire movie that she can't... Yeah, I only picked out a couple of moments where she stopped us. And it was really badly done. There was no trying to say it and then stuttering. There was one moment and that's it. It was just kind of danced around the words a bit. It was very underplayed. The following bit I had a lot of problems with as well. The reaction she has to being turned old. Shit. She she takes that right in her stride and just goes with it. Just literally just wakes up in the morning as well and is like, this is fine. You've got to say that, like, I I agree with you that she took that in her stride, but also magic is a thing in that world. Like, she freaks out a little bit, but then she's like, well, I've got to deal with it. I didn't mind. It was up until the point, like, her wandering in and out of the shop, I thought that was a really good way to show her panicking a bit, but... After that, it got really bad. She kind of just went, shit, 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 shit. Now this is fine. That's it. it. The reaction was just not what I expected. I did enjoy the waking up in the morning scene because it just reminded me of me waking up in the morning. You wake up as an old woman. Well, <laughs> old, definitely. But that also leads into her just 
as we say, chuffing off. She did just leave. She did just, I think she was like, I've got to try and fix this and there's only one person that can fix how this. How the hell does she know Howl is going to fix this? She doesn't even say that. She she just gets up and goes and we're like, where, where's she going? And then we're like, oh, oh, okay, she's going to the waste, right? So she's obviously going to go and try and find is some Is she witches? trying to find Howl? Because when she gets on the cart, she actually says she's going to see her sister Hattie. When she talks to the people as she's going up into the waste, they're like, are you sure, old lady? And she's like, yes, that's fine. Fuck off. I'm going. <laughs> she does. She probably brushes those two people off. She's Jim like, giving hey. the royal fuck off then. No one else heard that. Fuck off, Charles. <laughs> she is. Like, they're, you're like, careful out there, grandma. And she's like, thank you. That's basically what she says. She's like, thanks. Fuck off. I'll do this if I want. At least her going to the waste leads to us meeting Turnip Head. Fucking best character. Fucking best character. A good I character. I love Turnip Head. And the fact that she, when she meets him, she says, I've always hated turnips. I love that bit as well. That made me chuckle. I'm going to call you Turnip Head. That is a great bit. And I hate you. And I hate turnips. <laughs> she obviously then enters the castle. Finally. Well, no, she basically tries to get Turnip Head to fuck off. And she's like, go find me somewhere to stay. Yeah, it's like, instantly like commands Turnip Head, go well, find yeah, me somewhere to stay. Yeah, and then Turnip Head... Fucked off, and she's like, "I'm oh, getting cunning in my old age." <laughs> and then she carries on, and then she's like, "Oh, he's I don't back. know what voice that was, but I didn't <laughs> like it." <laughs> James's old lady voice. I'm getting cunning in my old age. Finally, Turnip Head turns up with Hal's castle, and she boards the castle. That bugged me. The boarding of the castle bugged me. What speed can this castle move where it's crossing continents and an old woman can run and keep up with it? Her physical ability, I had a lot of problem with uh, yeah, anyway in general. Fucking yeah. One minute she's like arched over, oh, I'm so fucking old. The next minute she's like, I am superwoman. She sprints after the castle and throws herself inside. I fucking hated this scene. However, it did lead to the introduction the scene. of the best character the in flame. the whole the mm, flame spirit. He's fucking, fucking amazing. Voiced by Billy Crystal. Who people might know for he's Mike Wazowski from oh, Monsters fuck in Hell. He's also in When Harry Met Sally and City Slickers. Oh, fucking Monsters Did Inc. Mike Wazowski. No God. one else. As soon as they heard him go, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> no one else. New York in accent. <laughs> I just heard Hades from Hercules done really badly. <laughs> like if you ordered Hades from Wish, you get him. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not even mad. And the thing is, Calcifer in this entire scene. I fucking love Casper. He, he so makes good. this movie so well. But actually, he's technically the bad guy. He's technically the bad guy he's of this not movie. He's a bad guy. No, Billy Crystal carries this whole film. Yeah, yeah but he's but he's he carries the entire. He's technically the bad guy of the he movie. He literally carries carries Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, and that whole scene is probably one of the best scenes where she's talking to him and he says he wants to be released from his curse or whatever. Yeah, I, I do enjoy that scene massively where she's like, oh, maybe I'll just tell Hal about our arrangement. And he's like, oh, instantly regret letting you on board, old lady. <laughs> and then she just falls asleep. Oh, yeah. And then he tries to get out of the fire to nudge her. And he's like, oh, actually, I can't leave the fire. Hold on a minute. It leads into the next bit where she wakes up in the castle. And she wakes up to the little boy who disguises himself as an old man. And again, everything seems fine. Like the little boy doesn't even really question... Who this what? random woman is. It bugged me so much. So much that Howl just accepts people into his castle, yet he's constantly going on about how he's hunted by everyone. And he tries to isolate himself. Because he's everyone. Yeah, because <laughs> he Alfred's is an old yeah. woman who isn't yeah, old. Yeah, technically, <laughs> Alfred. Sophie is Alfred in this movie. Yep. We also see the changing doors, which I liked. 
I like the changing the, doors. The door portal was one of the yeah, better Yeah, that was bits. a really good scene. Uh, the only thing I didn't like was there was absolutely no explanation whatsoever as to what the black door was. I didn't mind it because it left a mystery. It left you questioning, well, what's the black door? And you knew it was going to come up again. Yeah, but shouldn't it be cleared up eventually? Because I don't think it gets cleared up. There's no actual later. explanation. It, goes, it does later on in the yeah. movie. It gets cleared up later on what that actual area is. The black door is his, um, yeah, his childhood. Yeah, it's his childhood. We go into the breakfast scene, which is another funny scene. Great it is a scene. great scene. Again great carried scene. by Calcifer. Yep, definitely. Funniest bit was when he eats the eggshells. Oh, yeah, I fucking definitely. love that. <laughs> Just, I didn't even see it coming. <laughs> it's like giving a dog scraps. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely didn't see it coming, and that's what made it so funny. I did enjoy when um, they were like, oh, Calcifer doesn't let anybody cook on him without Howl, basically. And she's like, come on or else I'll throw water on you. We also get another explanation as to why she can't say what's happened to her. That does happen in that scene. That's the only time we see it, but that's when it happens. That's when they mention the Witch of the Waste, isn't it? When she pulls out that calling card in essence and it yeah. drops on the table and that is a great bit from how where it's just like oh well that's gonna stay in the table i'll just sort that out then we lean into the moment where i had another question of her abilities because one minute as you said she's frail and then she becomes a cleaning monster and just blitzes the house an absolute beast i love that scene it's a great scene yeah it's i know just but being it, mental cleaning. if she's gonna be a frail woman you need to carry that through you can't have her jump from frail to not from frail to not i did enjoy the little kid bit where he goes out from the shop and he says don't go in there there's a witch on the <laughs> witch on the rampage i like the bit when he goes up to his room and he's like you're I not allowed in my that. room <laughs> do my room last <laughs> <laughs> like a, ch- it was a child would yeah, like but even a child later hiding on- porn that's what that is <laughs> yeah <laughs> even later on when she goes back up and he pokes his head out the door and he's like i'm not done yet <laughs> love that bit also it's mentioned in that scene when she's just after she's finished cleaning calcifer turns around and actually says to her that if he dies how dies Yes. And she doesn't even question that. Nope. It, it doesn't get picked up. Nope. He says it, and I'm like, well, that's an important detail that nobody has said anything about. And she just walks off. And I was like, uh? I think this is a really poorly done way of laying down those groundworks for you to work out that he's got Hal's heart, but done so badly that you don't think about it. And when you kind of get there, you go, well, uh. Well, yeah, he says it, and you're like, oh, oh, an important little bit of information here, and then everyone forgets about it. Yep. It's because no one reacts to it. That's the problem. Yeah, but it? she doesn't even react to it. And no. You think that she would. She should. I need to speak about that bathroom, because what the hell is going on in that bathroom? That's where it's he's just, dyeing his hair and everything. Just every single day, different colours. Well, it's not different colours. Yes, There's a way he makes himself beautiful. It's just over-exaggerated. Yeah, and we know how important being beautiful is. Yeah, because well, when he's do. not beautiful, he goes into depression and turns into goo. What's worse is the fact that he turns into a Birdman after the cleaning scene. Like, what the this. fuck is that? I hate yeah. this. This is the one thing I really hate from this film. He's fucking hideous. It's just like, Birdman, what? why? This makes no sense. I would have much rather had something like a bear or something actually quite kick-ass. A, a dragon like a every dragon, other yeah. wizard has ever. There were three moments that made me say, what? Birdman, the war... We finally get an introduction to that that we've had no explanation about whatsoever. Yeah, you get a little bit. So when she leaves town, you hear somebody mention, oh, the prince has been taken by the uh, neighbouring kingdom. Oh, it looks like it's war then. And that's it. That's how they announce that there's a big war, which is like a crucial part of the entire plot. But there's no 
that that war is not important to the story whatsoever, other than the fact that Hal is supposed to fight in it, and he doesn't want to. That's kind of it. I have a theory about this, and we'll speak about it later on. I think it comes into it comes out better later on when we start thinking about this theory around the war and that. So I'll talk about that later on, guys. The third moment that made me think was when he comes back and it, we see young Sophie again. That annoyed me. Why? I didn't get it. Why? What, she turns young when she sleeps? This is one of my... But then she doesn't because she didn't turn young when she was... I, I just didn't yeah. understand it. There was no consistency to it at all. This was my major bugbear with the curse. It was like, they never actively even dealt with the curse. Like It was just like, yeah, she turned back into a young child when she was sleeping. Then when she was awake, she would occasionally... Yeah, occasionally change throughout. She flitted. And I didn't get it. Back and forth and... Fuck knows why. They don't establish any rules with, with that curse whatsoever. The only, way I can, the only way I can see it is it's like, oh, true love and that, and love for but again, Howl, and it starts to break no the curse and that, but no. there's no explanation for This it. true love thing after a few days is just ridiculous. Fuck it, yeah. Annoying. We, it leads into the next scene where we see like the battleships and she's out shopping. That guy leaves his stall unattended. He just buggers off. When the yep. battleships turn up, he, yep. she's picking out the fish and he just leaves. May I just add, it was one battleship and it was almost completely sunk. Uh, so that's in reference to the start when we see all the battleships going out and there must be like 10 or 20 of them and there's only one coming back, which I think this is trying to already lay the groundwork for the war is bad side of this entire... Because we need that, that lesson, don't we? That war is not good. It, sh- <laughs> it, it shows how badly the war was portrayed that I focused on the fact that fish guy left his market stall... Than I did the battleship returning. I focused on the fish, not even the fish guy. I was like, look at these fish. Where are these from? <laughs> but that, that says a lot about the movie, the fact that you focus on such stupid details rather than what is supposed to be the plot. That entire thing sums it up. This movie is one that I really enjoyed when I watched it, when it came out. I enjoyed the art style and I enjoyed the music and everything else. But then you watch it again with grown-up eyes and it is just plot hole plot hole plot hole plot hole where's the story wait where's the story where's the story it doesn't have a story no it's fucking crap it has about six stories all rolled into one and none of them get finished yeah none of them get finished howls does yeah howls is the only one and that's one that's one that's not even like started it's just uh, put in there like halfway through you don't see the start of Howl's story you only see the end of it this is it his story has no explanation at all either like he, he's yeah no carry on no I'm gonna I'm gonna get annoyed <laughs> we've got plenty I'm gonna get annoyed <laughs> after, the ba- after the battleship we get the what I'd say is the ginger shaming scene because he gets turned into a ginger yeah and yep. he runs downstairs and he I'm says he's ugly. repulsive <laughs> were the words he used and I can't live like this because Fucking he's ginger no wonder the Weasleys have a complex <laughs> <laughs> I literally sat there, I was like, oh my god, the amount of ginger shaming going on right now is ridiculous. You alright there, Jim? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, it is like proper, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's ginger shaming, definitely, 100%. Yeah, which yeah. tells you it was written by a six-year-old in a playground. <laughs> he was literally, <laughs> like, I'm not beautiful anymore because my hair is ginger. No, it just seems like the people that made it were like... What do people in the UK really... Specifically yeah, the specifically UK. Specifically the UK. Because this <laughs> is definitely based around the UK. Most of it's, it's got Victorian strong age. British, it's yeah, got very strong it. British vibes. What do people in the UK have a collective 
dislike of. Yeah, like, dislike yeah. Voldemort. Dislike of, and it's either Voldemort <laughs> or it's uh, Gingers. Apparently. apparently, it's Gingers. Yeah, and Gingers won that battle. <laughs> <laughs> he also overreacts and turns into goo. Yeah, at, not before his hair turns black, and she goes, "Don't worry, it's better now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, what? <laughs> Don't worry, that curse has ended by the looks of it, guys. The goo bit as well. What the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah I'm suppo- I think it's supposed to be like a visual representation of depression. It's not. It's just shit, and it's just it. All it does is emphasize the fact that she is nothing but a cleaning lady. Well, she even she just looks at him and goes, "Oh, come on, let's leave him into his self pity." Yeah. I did like the bit where she's trying to encourage him and like, "Come on, it's all better now." And then she stops and she's like, "Fine, you think you have it bad, but she can't tell him." That's the only other reference you get that you think you have it bad. Uh, runs yeah. out, and starts crying in the rain, and then turn it heads there. I, again. I, I, I didn't even it. pick up on that. I I watched it. I remember what you're saying. I didn't pick that up as a reference to her not being able to say it. Well, she. Well, Again, yeah, she couldn't because say there's it. no animation of yeah. her going ah, uh, uh, yeah, but she can't just try. So she just says, "Well, you think try you have it bad. start a sentence and go how this cu- uh, uh, <laughs> that's because instead of and even have try- a struggle, that's because of even trying to say it. She says, "You think you have it bad? I've ugly. never been beautiful. Yeah, basically. Oh yeah, she keeps out. referencing how ugly she is. Like yeah, but the the re- the the counterpoint to that is supposed to be the friend we saw at the beginning that's coated in makeup and works in a bar." And that's supposed to be the cat. Is there just me that thinks Sophie's cuter than this this broad that works in a bar? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, you're right. The character who has the flawless skin and everything is the one that's complaining about being mm-hmm. ugly. It's yep, yep, yep. Ridiculous. After she comes back, we get probably one of the only bit of character building I saw, which was when she has the conversation with Hal and he sort of explains how he's a coward. That was the only bit of character building I saw. When he's saw. in the bed. Yeah, when yep, he's in yep, the bed. Yep. And he's basically telling her that he doesn't want anything to do with the war. He's actually scared. He doesn't want to go and meet up with the king. Yeah, because he gets two invitations from the king, doesn't he? Through the portal doors from two separate places where he's two separate Two people. different kings. Yeah, uh, two yeah Mr. Kings. Jenkins. And Is it two different kings? It's like? two different kings, yeah. They're, diff- they're the opposite kingdoms that are at war and he's oh. serving both of them. One of them he's Jenkins and the other one he's Pendragon. Pendragon, that's the one. Arthur, right? King Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Pendragon, Pendragon yeah. is, yeah, yeah, I picked that up. Jenkins is probably one as well, just just because, I mean, if they're going to do one, they'll do both. So after he's had his little character building session, it leads into Sophie going off on her own to meet the king as his mother. I enjoyed that scene, by the way, the whole point where she starts walking out and the then dog. she gets the dog. The, do you know what? Dog's probably one of the only other yep. characters I thought was quite good. Yeah. Only because he's funny. But yeah. When he tries to yap and he just goes... <gasps> it's, it's the stair scene. <gasps> the, it's the stair scene that gets me. It leads to the stair scene and this is a... F- okay, this is funny. It's a snail race. This is the best snail race scene. However, she has such a good relationship with the Witch of the Waste all of a sudden. I think it's supposed to show that Sophie is just kind. But uh, yeah, it does come off as just... You cursed me to be this old woman and has shortened my life by 70 years. Yeah, it's but like, cool, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, ha, no, ha, it, ha, 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 I'm an old lady now. I did enjoy the fact that she's like, well, are you going to turn me back into a young girl again? And she's like, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind all those bits. It's she's, just that there's that no hate at the beginning. That she's, woman is horrific. Fuck me. Oh, it's fucking gross. It only, only gets worse. So the, many The longer chins. that scene goes on. So many on, chins. It, the, lo- the more it gets worse. It, it leads into the what I found confusing when 
she the witch of the waste sits down and all those lights happen and you're like what's going on with the witch of the waste yeah that confused me when she left the room because the dog sort of guided her out and then it was like okay what the hell is she doing why, why right. what's the light bulbs for? but right there those lights literally were described later as i put her back to her true age that's sophie's cure and took away her magic that's oh, why yeah, you're that's right. Sophie's cure. If right Sophie there. would have stayed in that room, she would have been turned in into her real age. Because it doesn't say I've made her older, I've turned her into her real age. Yeah, because I think the Witch of the Waste was using magic to and stay she's taken away her magic. Yeah, but Sophie's got magic. Yeah, so if on it can her, take away magic, old. as in a curse, then it would cure Sophie. Movie over. Done. I don't think we're supposed to notice that. <laughs> <laughs> Plot hole. Does the woman realise. Oh, I can't remember her name now. The uh, Dickhead. Yeah, I really want to say dickhead that serves the king. I could not remember her name because she wasn't memorable. What a fucking boring character. Is she supposed to be the king's head magician? Yeah, Yeah, I think she is. And she trains... How? She trains how, She's an advisor to the king and that. Because one place they hate magicians? I don't know. One kingdom, it seems like they hate magicians, and then another one they don't? Because at the start, they're like, oh, witches and wizards, uh, howl will eat your heart and stuff like that. No idea. I couldn't tell you. Probably, probably. Again, just just no investment in in the back plots and the the actual world itself. I couldn't care less. That woman gives a speech about basically slags Howl off to Sophie, and then Sophie does this whole speech herself about how Howl's amazing and how she doesn't know how. Nope. She she's known him for about a day, if uh, that. The reputation was probably longer than her actual conversations with Howl to change her mind. Yeah, she stands up and she gives this whole speech about how wonderful he is. And I, I was sitting there and I was like, she doesn't know him. What the, why is she standing up and defending him? She's got no idea. In fact, he even told her he's a coward. Like, if anything, he's not somebody you should defend. Yeah, so what we know about Howl is he steals young women. And when they're not young and beautiful, he doesn't give a fuck. He, he then is purely vain. Cares only and, about himself. Yeah, and he's a coward. And she defends him. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Sounds like a quality person. Time well spent on that character's development. When she leaves, by the way, the dog flies. Did anyone else catch that? Does it? He uses his ears to glide down onto the the flight thing that they escape on. I never got that. Did we like the scene, by the way, where the king does turn up and it's Howl? Howl turns up and he's trying to act like the king. Yeah. And then the king turns up and he's like, oh, bully, I've always had this new plan. Come on, get my generals together. I actually quite enjoyed that. Again, again, the toy soldier turns up and it's like, oh. Another scene carried by Howl, though. Why do they take the Witch of the Waste with them? I think it's because she's an old lady at that point. Like, she's no threat technically Again, to I them. I just suppose... I, I think we're supposed to find Sophie that is purely kind. Yeah, and oh, cares I never came everybody. across like that. No. All I was thinking was why, and then I went, well, maybe. But it wasn't as, oh, she's just trying to be kind. It was, well, I guess they're, I guess she's just trying to be kind. Oh, just thrown her off that helicopter straight yep. away. Yep. <laughs> this is why we're both all of us are not Sophie's in this room. <laughs> she even like when they get back to the castle, she even feeds her. Oh, I love that scene. That's a great scene. Just when she's feeding such her what Yeah, man. such a lovely doggy. <laughs> she's always saying Calcifer's a lovely fire. Yeah, isn't she? Yeah. Such a beautiful fire. How meets Turnip Head at the door yep. in that scene, and he's like, Oh, you're under a spell as well. Yeah, and sorry, I can't deal with yeah, you. You sorry. can't come with. Can't help you, and then that's why? forgotten about. And we're like, hold on, there's a spell why? on the turnip. Why can't why can't turnip head go? 
I don't know. He stands on the top of the castle when it's it being It would shifted. have literally been, I can't take you because... And it would have You're ended a fellow the man, and you will probably get in the way of me having Sophie. <laughs> right, That's all probably. I can think. Didn't get it. No. That's all I can think is like, nah. Was, was he tied to his kingdom? Because it wasn't his fucking kingdom anyway. I don't know. Goes into the fighting scene again with how... Now, these ships, right? These battleships... They've got buttholes on the back, right? They've got buttholes the on the back. They were, they were squeezing things. out bombs. Thank you. They're like buttholes, right? <laughs> which were squeezing out wizards and witches and stuff like that. Which yeah. are br- in flight mode. Yeah, which have basically given up their humanity. Right. So the things that were attacking the villages, are they the witches and wizards like Howl is? Because Howl turned into a bird and these things all turn into the same... Yes, I think thing. that's what we're trying to gather. That they yeah, are they like, do reference that these are wizards and witches that have gone too far into their transformation and they can't and they turn, can't back, turn again. back. Okay, yeah. right. Why didn't they pick something stronger than a bug? I don't know. Why does the ship have a butthole that fires them out? I've got a butthole that fires them out. <laughs> <laughs> that literally, for me, I had I paid no attention to the whole meadow scene because as soon as the ship with the butthole turned up, I was like, what? I kept an eye on the references of the mill and stuff like that that's where my childhood is i was thinking well, this is going to come back at some point in in the future this is going to come back because it's where he spent his childhood that's probably where he got his powers i was distracted by the color palette choice of this entire place <laughs> compared to the rest of the world which has so far been browns and reds and greens and then you get such a vibrant pink and yellows and oranges and all sorts of things yeah you get such a vibrant smack in the face. You're, you're, you're kind of distracted looking at the scene rather than paying attention to what's going on. The fact he says it's his safe space and then the <laughs> battleship turns up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Were you laughing at safe space? I was. <laughs> it's how safe space. But then a battleship turns up five seconds later. Conveniently. Yeah. That that annoyed me so much. It was literally he may as well have looked over his shoulder and started pointing at the sky, waiting for it to turn up. <laughs> started winking at Sophie. This is my safe space. Wink, 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 wink. Wait, 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 wait. And then look to the side. Battleship. Oh, didn't expect that. It's fucking so annoying. The rules of flight do not apply to that battleship either. By the way, then how is it a safe space? Well, it has like tongues flapping out the side. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. We've got buttholes and tongues. Buttholes and tongues. <laughs> the best kind of night, but not in an anime movie designed for children. Not the best night for most people, but... Moving on from the buttholes and battleships. Yeah, and tongues. <laughs> buttholes, battleships and tongues. We get back into Hal's castle and Sophie's mum turns up and she betrays her. Who looks very similar to her sister, by the way, because at one point I did get confused between her mum and her sister. Well, the, mum, like, the mum right. instantly recognises her. I'll be honest... This is where I hit pause and went, fuck this, I'll finish this later. <laughs> so if, if Sophie's mum betrayed her, I missed that because I paused the movie, I could not finish it, and went and did something else instead. Playing Final Fantasy VII. The whole scene confused me. So the mum drops off this little bag of goodies. Who has like an eel thing. Yeah, right? and she goes outside again with Sophie and then the Witch of the West opens the bag. She somehow gains consciousness again. So... Is she pretending to be senile at that she's point? She's not. She is fully senile, but she's still the same person. Right. She's lost all her magic, but she's still technically the same person. So she opens the bag and she gets that little eel creature out and feeds it to Calcifer. Which makes him ill. Which makes him ill. Badly which, ill. Did she intend to do yes, that? Yes, she right, intended okay. to do it. Because later on you see Hal turn around and go, ah, what have you given to Calcifer? And she's like, ah, 
well, if I could have your heart, I'd tell you, sort of thing. And also, like, does the smoke have anything to do with it? Because she sparks up that cigar and just... No, like... she's just a chain smoker by that point, I think. <laughs> just That whole thing was just weird. The mother betrays her for, I guess... To because, help her husband? Yeah, the husband, the new rich husband. I think I who's get it. been taken by, like, the witch from the kingdom? Well, I'll tell you now, that fucking husband wasn't taken by context. No, it's he really wasn't. Fucking none! <laughs> that whole scene is, like, there's supposed to be this massive betrayal by the mother, which is doesn't really happen. For me, I'd be like, to be fair, I wouldn't trust anybody at this point, Sophie. There's literally, your mother's turned up, you've just said, oh, I've never, I haven't seen you in ages, mother. You know, yeah. you fucked off, she's not really cared about it. That scene just jumps. It, it's supposed to be what I would have thought would have been a relevant moment when the betrayal of the mother happens, but it doesn't. It just jumps straight into the air raid. We just we just get this massive leap, and then all of a sudden the town's being bombed to shit. Well, we see Sophie's trying to like relight Calcifer and try and help him by I hate to say it, blowing him with the bellows. He hates bellows. to say it. He says, I, uh, so. "Come on, he's being blown by the bellows." <laughs> Come on, we've all been there. Be, what with bellows? <laughs> I don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, you've killed me. <laughs> I just killed the podcast. <laughs> Carry on, Jim. You just, Carry just on. To- you might as well have destroyed my thunder there. I was just going to say that she was... Oh, I'm going to say it again. Blow- blowing Calcifer with the bellows and that, and then Hal comes in who looks like he's been fucked up by fighting. Like half bird yeah, already. Yeah, half bird already. He gives something to Calcifer which sort of perks him back up and says, ah... Oh, He's really bad. He pulls hurt. the worm back out. Yeah, and he destroys it. And I think he then turns to the Witch of the Waste and says, you know, what What did you give to Calcifer? Mm. You get the whole sly winking sort of thing from the Witch of the Waste. And then he goes outside and he sees that there's a battleship coming. Well, we get the, the full, is it the full bird transformation scene where she goes to see him and he's like a massive His bird in a tunnel. bird changes forms. There's like four different forms of this bird yeah. that he turns into. It's never consistent. There's the one that's in the tunnel that's fucking huge. The one that's in the sky that's quite elegant. There's one the one with a like long neck. The birds. one without the long neck. Yeah. It's like, just pick a fucking form and One that stick looks like it. an angry bird from the movie Angry yeah. Birds. I and saw it, that. I was like, well, that's what that is. And he just buggers off, doesn't he, to go and fight. To protect the house, but th- this is where my a, a brain A house that can teleport to, yeah. to a different location. This is yeah. where my brain starts to lose the plot, which is really thin on the ground already. <laughs> I, I, at this point, I was like, why is he protecting the house? And there's, like, no reason to protect this house or this area? I've got a bigger question of why does Sophie get the idea to destroy the house? Right, this really annoyed me too. The biggest gun they've got just flew the fuck off. Yeah. The only fucking base of operations they've got, they just decided to blow the fuck up. Yeah, I don't... Why'd she do it? What? Well, she what? teleports them back to the wastes, which already, unless they... They might as well just destroy that teleport to I don't get are. why she destroys the house. This as is long as I mean. good, the house is good. He eats her hair. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I need a piece of you. Why, why? does it, why does why? why does the hair buff him up? A buff, by the way. Yeah. He gets buff. <laughs> and yeah, he is a thick boy by that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> That's when James there are really two types paid of attention. That's when I was just like, Ooh, hold on a minute. <laughs> but I just again, like, I need to eat your hair to get buff so I could lift. The she should house. have asked why. Should have asked why, and then there would have been a whole inkling clue about what the hell was about to happen. 
You also get a glimpse of the heart as well. Well, no, you? that's when it starts disappearing, and then the Witch of the Waste sees the heart under Calcifer, and is like, "Oh, I'll have that." No, she saw a bean factory jelly bean. Yeah, <laughs> and just took it and was like, <laughs> was "Oh, fucking finally, heart. I've got it was it. a fucking jelly bean." So the house collapses around the jelly bean. Sophie, Sophie takes a tumble off the edge of that cliff. With Ninety-year-old Sophie takes a tumble yep. off the cliff with the dog. Yep, survives. And then she finds that random door. The, I think it's supposed to be the front door to it's the, the castle. Front door from the castle. Wow, I did not pick that up. It was fucking shit. Yeah, because it's got the. She turns the handle back to certain yeah, places. Yeah, it turns it back to black. But again, the, like, I think to everything green else black. is in fucking ruins, but the door is upright and fine. There was no, like, oh, we've got to find the door and then picking it up and putting it back and see if it still works. It was just, oh, the door's fine. That's cool. Why did the. What was left of the house on legs with just a floor carry on going? That really annoyed me, too. Oh. Calcifer powers the house. Like he's, it's supposed, it's well established that Calcifer powers the house. Like the witch takes the heart, almost burns to death. So then Sophie chucks some water on the witch and <laughs> Calcifer, almost basically extinguishing Calcifer. But the house carries on going. Yeah, see, this is where I lose the plot of the. This very is where thin you plot. lose the plot. You're late to the fucking show. I, we lost the plot in Act Two. Why is there a door to his childhood anyway? I think, I think that was him. his. That yeah, was but why him. does he keep going back there? Because he, want, he I think it's around his, his heart and stuff like that. Like, he wants to still remember where it is and that. It seems it's, like well, that. He when, knows where it is. Calcifer's his heart. Well, when she goes through the door, she sees him. We get the light show in the air. Which is what? He swallows the light. Yeah. And then his heart pops out as Calcifer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think was a, it's established that the lights are living things, but they're dying. Every time they touch the floor, you see one of them just kind of keel over. Yeah, I think they're like demons. Yeah. I think they're demons and they hit the floor unless they actually touch a living thing. And then the key thing about all of this is we're constantly saying, I think it's this. I think it's this. I think it's this. We've got sword art syndrome. No, this is sword (laughs) art syndrome on steroids. (laughs) We've never had a single explanation about anything, including he swallows a light and it turns into Calcifer. We don't know what the fuck that's about. They don't even announce what the eyes. He could have looked up and just gone, oh, it's shooting stars. I'll try and catch one. But he doesn't. It's just like there are lights, I guess, that are blue, I guess. And they die, Instantly makes a pact with a demon, gives his heart over to this said demon... And then she's like, oh, I know where his heart is and I know what to do. How do you from that know what to do? I mean, come on. How do you know what to do after you've just seen him give up his heart? I know what to do. You put that heart in a jar of dirt. Love that Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) reference. It took him so long to (laughs) realise. I'm keeping that gap in. (laughs) With this scene as well, another question. That dog always knows where to go. Always. Every single time he leads her to the door, even when she falls through the hole after the door moment. Anyone ex- else expect that dog to turn into someone as an explanation of why just, or just how it knew? Because he wizard, knows where to go. He knows witch, where to go. Maybe the opposing kingdom's wizard is just like, I want the war over too. Fucking anything. The dog is a dog. Yeah, it's just a dog. Is with very clever. Legs. With chicken legs. And has flappy wings on his ears. Uh, yeah. And flies with his ears, yeah. But then he, um, Sophie also has the ring for how and like in that moment where she goes back to his childhood she says come find me how in the future which is what is this supposed to be the time travel bit where if it is it didn't work so how remembered that part yeah and waited until after all the fights for for that moment to then go to sophie and go fix me please (laughs) yeah 
don't know. Why not? If he's known since he was a child and saw Sophie, why not just go, Sophie, you can fix me, do it. But then I think you need to also realise that Sophie doesn't know how to fix him until that point. I mean, yeah, you've got a point. If all it took was to put Calcifer back inside him, like, he could have done that himself, right? Yeah, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to fix himself. That's the whole point. Or he doesn't want to. not being funny. If my heart popped out, I, the first thing I try and do is swallow it again. In that moment, if you're a wizard. And what if it doesn't work? You've then got to basically shit out your own heart. Well, Calcifer's coming back out again then, isn't Yeah, it? and that's one spicy blooming <laughs> shit you're about does to come do. back out. He comes out of his chest. Yeah, he comes out as the light again. Yeah, and he's just a living thing again. Uh, it's confusing. That's, can but, somehow yeah. move freely, unlike all his mates that died before. But the whole movie, all it needed was Sophie to pick up Calcifer and place it on Hal's chest. But she doesn't know that until that point, and then she realizes it goes out, has to get Hal it off to the witch, who yeah. gives it up easy anyway. Even though she spent her entire life Fuck trying me. to find that this heart, me. And she literally just... keeled over in two seconds. She was like, "No, it's mine! It's mine! It's mine! It's mine! It's mine! Fine, okay, <laughs> take good you care of it. Take good care of it. <laughs> Why? Fucking Hal didn't set it on fire. I think." The only thing I have to say, you just have to reference this is still a kid's movie. If she'd have got up and punched the witch. I don't give witch, a shit if it's a kid's I'd movie. I'd be one confused kid. Yeah. I'm a confused adult watching You're a it. confused kid anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, you're along for the ride. That's, we, that is what you would be as a kid watching this film. We also get the cliche of love's true kiss oh, fuck breaks it. the spell on Turnip Head. Yeah, because oh, when Calcifer goes back into... Hell's heart, the magic finishes. No, Calcifer does what he promised, and he releases Sophie from her yeah. spell. Well, I guess he does. We don't actually see we him release see her from that. her spell. But then she then kisses Turnip Head and releases him from his... Yeah, but we see that after the house almost goes straight off a cliff. No one point. else questioned why the prince still bounced off. Didn't fucking walk. Why does Turnip Head, when he's human, fucking jump off like he's a fucking pogo stick? It annoyed me so, I didn't, so much in this I movie. didn't see the twist of the... the alternate kingdoms prince being turnip head because there's no groundwork no there's none that came out of nowhere there is hints there is hints and this is this fucking hint we're getting to the fucking hints we are getting to the point where you're talking out your ass that's the point we're getting to we're getting to the point when i saw this movie in the finish and we we see of course he's like i'm going to end the war and yeah, then, the prince is like, yeah, war's over. Well, yeah, he's like, I'm going to go and end the war. You then see the witch who's basically had a line to it all, almost all the time with the dog, isn't she? Because she's like, oh, finally you've come back and to- told me what's going on. And then she sees that the witch, uh, or the prince is in the background. You see he's better. All right, but where's the hints that the prince there is There are still head? no hints that prince is Where are head? the hints that prince is turnip head? That's no, there the question. Are, the only thing Give you do me. know is Give that he's me. under no, a spell. No, you said there were hints. Give them to me. Uh, the, the turnip head is under a spell. That's the only thing that they right. give you. Yeah, so that could have been a fucking scarecrow under a spell brought to life. I, I, he, I, he, I he could have been Sophie's neighbour's uncle's brother and we still would have been like, oh, yeah. I didn't see that coming. He could have been the fucking <laughs> scarecrow, a fucking farmer bob down the road. <laughs> That some fucking poor little wizard just went, I'll have a fucking laugh here. We don't know it's a fucking prince. It's actually one of the only storylines that get a payoff in the end. The well, no, fucking... because he's in love with Sophie as well. Yeah. No, randomly. but the payoff of actually finding out what Turnip Head is and like actually him having his curse taken Didn't see away. it as a payoff. I was just like, oh, it's the prince from the other kingdom. Yeah. Cool. Oh, he's in love with Sophie oh, yeah. for no reason whatsoever. I had, the, I had cool. the same response of, oh, cool, it is the prince from the other kingdom. But I was the, like, finally. All right, no. 
I'm just thinking about it. This is the worst version of the Wizard of Oz fucking ever. You've got the guy that's searching for his fucking heart. You've got Dorothy that's out of her fucking comfort zone. You've got a fucking scarecrow that just wants to be fucking human. This is the Wizard of Oz. Without a plot. Without a plot. <laughs> it's even got the fucking dog! Yeah, it has. I'm not, I'm not lying with you. Yeah, I think it, you're right. It's a film I watched an hour of and turned off. Because yep. I was like, I yeah. cannot sit through two hours straight. I mean, if it wasn't for reviewing it, I would not have watched it after the first I 20 minutes. I wouldn't have minutes. finished it. I wouldn't have finished it. Nowhere no. near. I may have made it halfway through and gone, fuck that. Yep. I finished it. Thought, what the fuck was that head trip? I've got to watch it again to well, see what it was about. we got to go through the fucking scenes, though, before we talk about why it's shit, even though it's shit. So what comes after this fucking bit? That is the end. Once he bounces off, that's it. The... Fuck off. Yeah, that's the end of the film. That's how it ends. Like, we see them in the castle, which is now flying. Yeah, it's a flying castle. Because Calcifer comes back, doesn't he? He's like, oh, I missed you guys. Yes. Howl's flying tongues, yeah. We fucking see that. It's fucking shit. The witch is still there, laying on a fucking deck chair in the back back garden. Oh, yeah, they're reading. Yeah, then the boy's playing with fucking Toto. (laughs) I love the fact that. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone have a favourite scene? Uh, anything with the a scarecrow in it, I guess. Anything, Any bits with Calcifer. Anything with Calcifer yeah. was probably... Maybe the breakfast scene when he's eating the eggshells was probably the funniest bit for me. That uh, People are going to take that out of context and that's going to make this movie sound so bad that the only good scene you can pluck from it is when a flame was eating an eggshell. Is he wrong? No, that's what <laughs> bugs me. <laughs> that's what bugs me. Like, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed... Some of the artwork around it, it was very Ghibli, it was very much what we would expect from them. No music whatsoever stood out for me. I can't remember a single jingle or tune or anything. I enjoyed the Flower Garden music, and I enjoyed the music coming into the actual movie. I'm glad one of us remembers (laughs) any of the music. (laughs) Yeah, one of us remembers. But that was it. It wasn't amazing, it wasn't incredible, it was just very bog standard. Does anyone have a worse scene? Uh, everything in between <laughs> yeah the the worst scene is the, the scene where we first meet sophie and then the flying ship at the end that's the worst scene <laughs> and about the two hours in between anything after about an hour in because where they had a plot and an idea of where they were going they instantly go <laughs> nah, they didn't nah. have what a plot did you see a plot there was with no the, plot with the was there a plot of land because that's the only fucking plot I saw. From the point where the war begins. Right. I will, before the movie. I'll try and pluck something good from this. The, the world looked charming. When you saw the town and the hat shop and everything else, it looked charming. It, it charmed you like a Disney movie would charm you. Shy of that, crap. I hated the animation. It, sh- it showed its fucking age. Yes, okay, Christian Bale did a good job of trying to carry the film. A fantastic job. And... And he didn't try. He succeeded in carrying the movie. <laughs> and Billy Crystal did. Yeah. He carried it again. Without yeah. those two, I could not tell you anything that I enjoyed. Like I'm saying, after the bit where she gets to Howl's Castle, after the scene where the battleship comes in, that's where this film just loses its just loses its mind. It loses was, its mind. It was just so full of inconsistencies. You know what the problem with this film is? There was no direction. None. There was none. The biggest downfall of this movie is, because it came from a book, right? Yeah. I think you said that. It came from a book. And what they've done is plucked bits and pieces from it 
and haven't worried about where that string starts and where that string finishes. They reference the fact that they couldn't follow the book because of how complex the storyline is within the book. They couldn't portray that in the film. Make Why greenlight the movie then? Why greenlight a, a movie you make can't it a make? Series. Or make the movie more Three adult? Hours. Yeah. as well because if it's that complex then a child's mind's not gonna follow it my mind fucking lost this like even was... so you you do lose well you lose it because there is no plot the plot was supposed to be sophie's curse and then when it gets to Howl's castle it then becomes about how it completely just changes the plot yeah. the plot changes from yeah. sophie's curse needs to be fixed to how needs to be fixed but as we said we're constantly looking for explanations to different things that happen in the movie we're like it hasn't explained that it hasn't explained that it hasn't explained that you get inconsistencies with the age sophie turning young and old but i'm sure all of this is explained in the book yeah where it comes possibly if anyone's read it please let us know if you can't do that i mean harry potter had a had a struggle explaining all the threads and plots were going on that and i had seven movies to do it and they've tried to do that in two hours you can't yeah. do that no Why try? no film from books portrays the book well no because books are intimate like, exactly they're written to be intimate and they're they're so entwined with information and a movie kind of visually can do that but the actual information that you need to solve the puzzles you're not given in this movie they needed to focus on sophie's they needed to pick one start. character. Needed to plot and line one thing it and then to, say, yeah, okay, it fair to enough. And then go, oh, well, this one worked. Then we can have a movie about how. Have a movie about actually Howl's plot line, or then we can have a plot line about the war. We can have a plot line about Howl getting his heart back. But that's when you need a trilogy. Five minutes at the start could have explained the war. Yep. Straight away, they should have set it up with an explanation of the war. Show us the war. So now we've finished. Opening credits. Now show we, us the war. Now we've finished. With actually describing the entire plot and that. You Can I go through it? my little thing that I think they put threads there for it, but they never ever explain it around the war. So they never explain who has cursed the prince, who I believe is actually the advisor. It's probably the woman that trained Hal, yeah. Yeah, well, no, because one... she's pretty fine with the war being over. She's trying to get Hal back. The entire plot for her is she's trying to get Hal back. But changing the prince doesn't. Wait, changing the prince, they go to war. The king summons all wizards to fight. She then is forcing Hal to come back. He might be right, because Hal references his little... Um, he's got that summons that is pinned to his wall with all the knives in it. Yep. That says he has to. And he physically says, I have to go back. Yeah. But any summons from the king, you'd expect... Yeah, you know. any summons can do that. Yeah, and that's what I'm on about. I think this is the whole plot line around the I think the war. The, the war being created just for the purpose of getting Hal's back is a stretch. I don't think so. Like I, that, I that would... witch at the end, when she sees the dog and, oh, there's the prince and that, and she's like, oh, I guess that's fine. It's time to end the war, guys. She actually ends it there. I'd accept it if it was in the movie. I'd still call it shit. But it would be better than oh, what I'm, is I'm, currently there. I'm reaching yeah. and trying to help them along with this, but actually I can see where they would... If they'd have tried to explain it like that, you'd have then gone... Oh, that explains a lot of the plot lines and a lot of what's happened, but they never it explain it. One. Well, it explains one of three, but it at least gives us some sort of closure around why is there a war? What's happening with this? Why it, turn it a prince expo- into a scarecrow? Why yeah, keep why, it in why a turn it dungeon head is now like a, prince, a normal fucking person? Or the prince is now turnip head, and because they never explain who cursed the prince, they never explain 
it's a strong curse as well, so it has to be somebody that's more powerful than Hal. And there's only one more person that's more powerful than Hal, and they say that. She says, uh, well, Hal says she's the most powerful witch in the land. I, th- I think it's all well and good taking bits of information and forming your own plot. That's fine, which is what you've done. You've taken snippets of information and you've created this storyline. Which is one of my fixes. It is a fix, but there's so many fixes that need doing in this film. Yeah, like a new director. Or a new direction. Might no, be a good it, start. It needed, it needed fucking... Whoever greenlit this and got to the end of that production and went, yeah, this is fine, release this, needs the sack. But the figures don't match up with how we're explaining it, I guess. No. Because people apparently enjoyed it. But did, did did they enjoy it because Ghibli had a reputation? Possibly. Ghibli was well known. He's a huge fucking studio. It's a huge studio. There are shit Disney movies that still make that money because it's got Disney written on it. I mean, we've all seen the last three Star Wars. Yeah, a lot of what Disney do these days is, to be honest, quite shit. Yeah, all the live actions are fucking yeah. awful. Yeah. But they're still making Disney money. It so hasn't has, set my hopes high for the rest of Ghibli, no, I'll be honest. No, I know there are good Ghibli movies. I know there are. I have seen them. Spirited Away is good. Princess Mononoke is good. We'd recommend that you wouldn't start on this film for Ghibli. Definitely not. Nope. We are so sorry for having you watch this film first. It's horrific. If, if you haven't seen it yet, start with a different Ghibli film. Give Ghibli a chance before you then see this mess. Have some drink. Like, have some drink. If you're old enough to drink, have some. I watched this drunk. It did not help. I watch everything drunk. It never helps. But this, it, it didn't help. Nothing can save this movie. I think there's so many fixes that need doing that it, we couldn't sit here and go through it because it would take so long to say, we want this explained, we want this explained. I've got five. Explained. Yeah, I've yeah, got go, five changes. Bullet point no, Go ahead. Give me yep. a bullet pointed. Changes I'd make. Too many and not a defined villain. There's yep. too many villains. And they're not defined about which person's actually the bad guy of this movie. There is no... Who's the, the bad guy of the movie? The villain. Right, but hold on. Who is the bad guy of the movie? I'm saying the advisor witch. Not even the witch But he's basing that on his own yeah, you're basing that. self-explanation. So from watching the movie, ignore your fix, which would fix a lot of it. Ignore that. Who is the bad guy? I said to you, it's either Calcifer... Or it's the Witch of the Waste. Calcifus does nothing wrong. He's a falling, st- a shooting star. He makes comes- a deal with a demon, and the demon is him. But he's not. He, he not just exactly get, a bad he just demon, gets called though, is he? a demon. Yeah, and they do establish that there are good demons and bad demons. Sophie says so. Calcifer is just a demon who isn't even from Earth, so they have no idea what the fuck he is. All right, so... So which, who's the villain? Who, who's, your, who's your villain, guys? The Witch of the Waste was set up to be the villain. That's the one. And then they instantly turned her into a senile old woman who everyone seems to have like for. They like her. She's got this weird charm about her for some reason again. Yeah, she goes. I don't think it's that they like her. I think it's that she's literally now an old woman that needs to be cared for. Now, yeah. fuck that. She's a villain. She's turned me old. I ain't helping her. They set her up to be the villain. They show her being evil. She has goons. The blob fucking manatee still attack things. during the air raid. Yep. I think they're the advisor. Which... No, I, no, no, again, no, no, you're no, going, no, no, I think, no, no, no. I think. They weren't the advisors at no. the start. They worked go for the Witch with, of the Waste. Go with Can what you is guys, established no. in the movie. Can you guys tell me that they are 100% the witches when she's lost her magic? They come in with the witch when she enters yeah. the hatch. The only context we've no, got no, for them... They carry but she's her. lost her magic by this point. When the they go the into only context the other... we've got for those blobs is that they serve the Witch of the Waste. 
The Witch of the Waste is the only one we see actually doing evil stuff. She does something evil that sets up the starting plot of the movie. It's not where the fucking movie goes, but it sets up the starting plot of the movie. She is set up to be the villain. She's the only one. Why is she the villain? So is... Because it's got Kristen Bell in. She, is this literally, uh, is this like the Bane? No, And literally. then there's a Russell Gould no, behind no, 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 no. She's Penguin's mum. I'll do better than that. She is Maleficent. She gives a fucking someone an apple that curses them in some way that, where she needs saving and you don't see it play out. Yeah. Snow White or whatever Mal- Maleficent did the curse on the spin wheel, not the apple. Uh, whichever one, this- yeah. Which one is it? It's both, white? isn't it? Sleeping Beauty. Thank no, you. Maleficent is that one. She's Sleeping Beauty, not yeah, Snow Malef- White. Maleficent does the apple as well. So he keeps saying Maleficent. 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 No, I think the bad guy from hold Snow on, White hold is on. the queen. Uh, right, there's going to be no gap here, but I'm okay. fucking Googling this shit. Yeah, no, Google. Oh, I'm, I'm going to put some music <laughs> in. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. There's got to be a, like a couple of seconds of the way. Please stand by. Yeah. The original work for Maleficent, Disney's Sleeping Beauty. And Sleeping Beauty pricks her finger on a... Sp- so who, get, a, who a gets the poison apple then? Snow White. Okay, cool. Right. We'll fix that then. She's still fucking the one from Snow White that pricks her finger on the fucking... Sleeping Beauty pricks her finger. Yeah, sure. Whichever one. <laughs> I'm the fucking Disney. I'm 34 oh, fucking God. years old. Right. The fucking princess that pricks her finger on the magical needle. That's what this movie should have been. It's what this movie should have been. Sheenie was right. I don't know it's who what this movie should have been. Her name is Aurora. Sure, why not? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. There are Please like stop. two Disney movies I fucking like, and none of them are old. <laughs> there is there is so many different things going on at the none moment. Are we are right. studio so ghibbling this back podcast. To the back to the fixes. James, it, you have the fixes? Please. Yes. Give me number three. Number two. So Two. after oh, we <laughs> after we've had a defined villain, which we don't, we find out who actually cursed the fucking prince, which we don't, which could have been done at the start with yep. the explanation. It to could the have war. been done. Yep. Yep. And then we have an explanation at the end about who fucking cursed the prince. Right. So the way they could have done that really well is show the prince being cursed by who cursed them by the advisor, but not show them what the curse was. And then when they find the scarecrow the fucking turnip head, we then just assume it's another character when there's a there's a payoff that, oh shit, he's the prince that got cursed at the end. Yes, there well, you go. Even the bit where Hal says, oh, you've got a curse on you. Yeah. That could have been our hint That could to... have been a huge fucking hint. Yeah. Yeah. Right near, there you go, guys. Before curing. Right, give us the next one. Find out who the fuck is fighting who yeah. for a start. Yep. It would yeah, be again. nice to have a little bit of knowledge about who's actually fucking fighting. Like Sheenie said, five minutes at the beginning could have explained the it entire It looks like war. only one kingdom has battleships. Did anyone tell the difference between either kingdom in the either scene? No. 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 Where was the banners? Where was the colour coding? Where was the royal blues versus the ruby reds That's or what whatever? I'm you. That's what I'm saying, that we needed a definement of who the actual people fighting were. Right, what's next? Have more of a transition between Sophie being okay with being a young woman to an old woman, and yep. then back... Uh, does she even realise she's turning from young to old? She doesn't acknowledge so. it once. No. no Nobody one acknowledges no one it. Does. Nobody questions it. Different haircut. Literally gets a different haircut and no one goes, you've had a haircut. Nobody goes, you're young again. The only person that mentions it is Calcifer. <laughs> I need your hair. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah right. So, you are right. Yeah, Next. thank you. Last bit. Needed to break Sophie's curse before they even started with how shit. They needed to deal with one and then the other. 
I think they should have broken Howl's. Howl gets his heart back, kisses Sophie. That should have been Love's true kiss to fix Sophie. It could have all come together nicely that at the end. Have, that would have tied it together really yes, well. thank you. Fuck the scarecrow off, cure him no, normally her to ki- show her- how powerful Howl is. She didn't have to kiss him to release no. his spell. There, there no. shouldn't have been any love between them no. in that sense. Just friendship, maybe, yeah. but not love. But you should have just had the scarecrow still there and then right near the end, you could have gone Howl go, oh, I forgot about you, let's fix you. And then show how strong Howl is. And it's like more of a shock at the end between everybody. Because then it shows how how more powerful he is than the advisor witch because he can fix her curses. And then there's a a new alpha. So am I justified in saying Sophie's curse needed to be broken and then Howl's? Like actually defining what our plotline and our story was. You can have two plots in the same story. Howl's and Sophie's. Yeah. But at least have something going on where there's still a They defined- needed more context without the whole story about yep. Sophie and Hal's their relationship and how that forms. The timeline should have been longer between uh, how long she stayed having, with him. A montage and stop having have them flit. Yeah. Stop having her flip between young and old. Yeah, that she was unnecessary. She needs to stay old. Yeah, she just needs to stay old. Yep. But we get the understanding that Hal knows who the fuck she is. He doesn't, she's young. He doesn't acknowledge that that's the woman he just did the skywalk with. No. We're supposed to believe that Hal is just flippant between young women. We are set up to believe that Hal just takes young women, young pretty it's superficial, women. superficial, isn't it? Young pretty women. Sheenies, Sheenies moving castle. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to be pretty for Sheen. <laughs> so am I right in that? Have you guys got anything to add on to the fixes? Because I think that does fix the movie as best as possible. I'd have to sit there and be told, you need to write a new script for House Moving Castle for me to fix House Moving Castle. But this is me using the script that we've got. I don't even think you could fix what you've got. You couldn't add to that movie to fix that movie. No, it'd have to be I redone. I don't think you could you could input scenes to fix the movie because stuff is in the wrong order. Like the the cure of curses it needs reordering it, it the film needs, needs reordering the film needs redoing and rewriting to yeah. to come away with someone anything good. else needs to read that book and go i can do better so what are we thinking lads so we're gonna set up this film i hate the film anyway so it's a shit story it's you, the, it's the wizard the of oz with with worse magic so we're we gonna score this Ooh. how many castles Ooh. out of 10 should we give it hold on guys just so you know i put down a score after we've talked about this and let me just hold on yeah that's gone guys what was your original score you don't want to know about what it what was your original score you're not, you're I not bet he's give it like a 7 I bet it was high I bet it was like a 6 or a 7 I loved this movie I had just watched it when I scored it so right and what did you score it it's none of your business <laughs> at this point what are you scoring it now I'm going to be kind 4 I'm going to say a 3 I'd go 2 <laughs> It's three then? Fucking awful three. I will be happy with a 2.5. We're looking at Jim like if he agrees. I, th- I think, really? He wants some Do you know what? Room. Just because of Christian Bale. A three. And that. Calcifer. Yeah, okay. Calcifer and Christian All right, Bale. Let's separate it then. The voice actors in this movie, they, they get what? Like a seven to an Sophie eight? Sophie gets like a two. Let's group them all together. They get a seven to oh, an eight. Really? All yeah. the voice actors together? Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven or eight. Yeah. The movie as a whole? Three. 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 Three castles out of ten. <laughs> castles? <laughs> Three shacks. Three moving metal Three dirty objects. toilets in Howl's moving castle <laughs> out of ten. Three small shabby shacks out of ten. <laughs>
And on that note, it's time for us to chuff off. All you summoners can join us next time where we will be reviewing episode 1-6 to six of Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. If you've got any questions or queries, you can join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at How Not to Summon. You can also join our Discord at How Not to Summon a Podcast. I've been Shini Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been Grayson. See you later. See you. Tara. So it came to our attention after recording that sadly, Shinsuke Kikuchi has passed away. He was best known for being the composer for Dragon Ball Z. All the summoning boys wish to send out our condolences to his family. His legacy will live on through his music. Oh